So here I am in Paris with Anna Sim. Hi Anna. Hi. Anna is an orgasmic meditation uh, trainer mm -hmm. and a relationship coach. And I'm meeting her to talk about authentic storytelling, of course. So we've been talking uh, already a bit about your background, about what you do. Just tell me again, virtually, mm -hmm. what is orgasmic meditation for those of us who don't know? Mm. Okay. Orgasmic meditation is... Um, Mindfulness practice, so that means like we train our attention on our body and how we feel. And the way we do is like uh, with another person, so that's more interesting and dynamic. And there are lots of surprises. And if the normal Zen or mindfulness practice concentrate their uh, attention on their respi respiration and their breath, here we concentrate our attention in the point of contact between the fingertip and the clitoris of woman. So that's really electric and very dynamic. Okay, so that's yes. definitely very intimate. Yes. Right? I mean, when you told me just, just a few minutes ago about mm. this, I was like, wow, this is very intimate. Mm. And what I find very interesting is that you're from originally from South Korea, right? Yes. But you live now in Paris. Mm. And you mostly practice in Paris. Yes. Uh, so, being you from this background uh, with the uh, with the society in Asia, with uh, with this mm. more construct constrict social uh, norms, mm. how how was your journey mm. from that environment mm. to going, you know, first <laughs> into orgasmic meditation? What was what was your journey there? Um, what happened? What happened? There are many things happened. Like uh, there is like my personal story and. Um, and my different, my plans and my plan got failed and there are many things. But the first thing I, I maybe want to say is like because I changed many times my country. I'm from South Korea and I live in Paris. And many times I, use, I go to English-speaking countries very, very often. And I think one thing which really helped me is like a language barrier. Like some people say like we understand Language is mostly from the body language and the sensation. So there are many, many like long period of time that I could not understand all the languages. But like somehow we understand each other, like whether the feeling or gesture and just the sensation. And actually the orgasm meditation was something helpful. Like some, I, I, I could use that skills in the orgasm meditation what we call like limbic connection. Mm -hmm. So even if I don't understand all the words, I somehow feel other people. And, uh, and actually that experience really helped me because even if I was not really fluent with languages, I can feel people. And that was really something exciting. That's interesting because we're talking about a mm. universal language, mm. right? Uh, and uh, so I do believe that language and mm. communication, especially communication, creates our reality, mm. right? And what you're saying is, you know, we uh, maybe we don't yeah. master yeah. all the languages, or maybe mm. we don't master our languages to the skill <laughs> or to the level that we would like yeah. to. But there are universal languages, and touch. Mm. I'm getting you're mm. saying is is one of them is a universal yeah. language. Yeah, yeah. What I, what I really learned in the orgasmic meditation is actually we feel each other. Like, we feel each other, but just we don't notice that. So there's, there's something really interesting in the feminine, masculine, or man-woman conversation. Like, feminine is more about feeling, 
and masculine for me is more like logical thinking. And we all feel each other, but just we are so busy to think, so we don't call the other things we feel. And that's why I'm doing this, like because we all feel, and just if we train ourselves enough, then we can see really where we feel each other, and just put more attention to myself and to other people. Something so like that. There's this barrier, right? Mm. That masculinity or rationality mm. puts in front of us, and mm. that sometimes uh, that's an obstacle in between mm. real connection, right? If I mm. don't see you, <laughs> if I just see you filtered through yeah. my mind, mm. that's not real connection. Mm. So I know you work mostly with women, right? So um, with also lots of men. Also, yeah. Men. Would you say work most with women than men, or uh, the same? It's like. It's like about same, like about okay. the yeah, about the coaching yeah. I don't like that so much. So regarding this, mm. this, this living from the heart, living from the feeling instead of from the mind that we mm. men do so much. <laughs> what do we men have to learn from women? Uh, men learn from women. Yes. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's like, it's really like humbling <laughs> point. Before you just talked about the authenticity yeah. and like being honest. And uh, and uh, from men, which it can be challenging for women, is like, or like from masculine to feminine, it's like sometimes it doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense? <laughs> sometimes, like when we follow our feelings, yeah. sometimes it doesn't make sense. Okay. Yes, like uh, like we can like just for example, we try to find some nice place in this area. And you proposed one place, and I was talking about this street, and just we just followed our sensations and found some nice cozy well, place. Well, crepery, <laughs> which is wonderful. The crepe was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm having some tea now. Yeah, yeah, and so it's more like this kind of journey. Like if we want to like uh, like make it clear from the beginning, we just fix the end point and just try to calculate the most efficient point till the end. Yeah. But like feminine way is more like oh I would like to feel this thing and maybe if I feel that then I can move to the another point and wow so I now I felt and now I feel different <laughs> it's just like always moving and always very flexible mm. and from the beginning part it doesn't really make sense yeah. like for example my life actually I came to France to do the PhD and to be married and live happily ever after. <laughs> And I never really thought that I would teach something like orgasmic meditation. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it didn't make any sense. But at the end, I'm like, wow, this is really the right place for me now. Yeah. Nice. So about this, you know, flowing nature of mm. femininity, this intuitive nature mm. of femininity, like, well, I don't know where I'm going, but it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Isn't that living in this feminine quality mm. helps with being true, helps with being authentic. Yeah, I, I believe so. How yeah. do people in your, in your coaches, mm. uh, sorry, in your courses, mm. uh, people in your trainings, mm. how, how do you help them open up and mm. be authentic? Because, mm. of course, it's, it's something that, that takes courage, right, to go to an orgasmic meditation training. Yeah, it's really something special. Yeah. It's not always couples, right? It's like no. maybe people that they've never met before. No. And yeah. they have this very intimate session. Yeah. How do you help them open up? Yeah. Um, one thing we do often is like, um, I think someone told me, like, in our brain, 
when we see something new, sometimes we often misinterpret that as a fear. Yeah. And what we do often is just like stay in the sensation and describe the sensation and put more distance, like just a little bit and a little bit more distance from the body sensation of like, wow, that's something so new, I don't know what that is. Like it, we make just like a little bit bigger, bigger in space from the moment when we see something new and when we put the interpretation. <clears throat> like, okay. yeah. Like so. So it's detach ourselves mm. from the meaning that our mind wants to to put to that thing we're living. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um and it's also why the Nicole Dedan is the one who made this practice, and her first book called Slow Sex, and so at the beginning she talked about slow sex and slow movement and being really in our body, but after it goes to our also to our mindset. Like if we make it slow enough, then we can see ourselves like from the moment I see the something new and then add up the interpretation and like, oh, it's ugly. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's not. I don't like it. Or maybe I like it. It's just all the means, meanings attached it. So it's like really slowly down. Mm. Yeah. That's very interesting because what I'm picking up is mm-hmm. that... Of course, to be authentic, yeah. to be to be to be true, to have mm. this real connection, mm. you have we have to drop so much our minds to be. Mm. We have to work on being less identified mm. with our minds and be mm. more more present. Not only with the feelings you're mentioning your body mm. a, a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. So so we have to like go back into our bodies. Mm. It looks like like us as, as a human species, we mm-hmm. just learned how to, to, to grow apart <laughs> from our bodies. Yeah. While our our, our Brothers, the animals, yeah, they're fooling yeah, their bodies, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why they kept their intuition mm, mm. Uh, at, at, at 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, for example, like, animals cannot be depressed. <laughs> Something like that. You, well, I'm not sure. I, I'm, yeah. pretty sure I'm pretty sure. Really? Some, Did you see? Yeah, there are, I saw some depressed dogs, yeah. maybe. Yes, yeah. I think there are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think just when I think about my experience when I was really depressed, mm-hmm. it was... um. There were many layers of that, and like I was like isolated, and I had lots of self criticism. I was thinking, "Oh my god, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. Oh my god, I'm going to die." <laughs> and just so there were like many thoughts, and at that period, the thing was like I was like floating head. <clears throat> so I I spent most of my life in the universities. Yeah. and engineering school and after I did a master and after I did a PhD so it was a step-by-step heady person career <laughs> so I was really like a brain floating in the air and I didn't know how to feel my body or like how to feed my body or not even sex just I was not here I was just like mm. what happened? what happened that made you click? um I had to find something. <laughs> I really had to find something that which can change that state because I could really feel like I was getting dry. And also the, my life with my ex-husband was not really happy at that period. Now I think that's quite, that's quite logical because I was like not happy, so we could not be happy. Yeah. And what we were doing is like, we were looking for something something which could help us. Like some 
something can bring up the electricity or like vitality and just some kind of more energy. In between <coughs> two of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at that period, like, we were really like open-minded people. <laughs> and so, and also like we had a basis of the engineering school basis. Yeah. So, you know, like when I like geek people, like geek and geek, As an engineering people and very scientific and engineering approach to human mind is like if that makes sense, like why not? Like why not? Why not trying? So like we tried like some kind of threesome or like adding more people or adding more toy or like tantra or like going to some festivals with like many surprising, interesting people. And that helped you go from your mind back to your body and your feelings. Uh, actually, it helped at some point, but it was not really like it changed. It gave some excitement, and it was refreshing mm. because there was a new situation. But the thing was like I I didn't know how to live inside me. Uh. Yeah, it was it was something really really difficult to learn. I think that uh, you know there's there's all this infinite list of addictions mm. that people sometimes go when they feel they're lost in their minds mm. and they're not present, right? Mm. Because we're talking about present, right? About yeah. living the now mm. and the here, mm. like fully. Mm. Otherwise, if we are in our minds, our mm. mind is always either in the past or in the, or in the future. Future, yeah, and the right? scenarios and exactly. like fantasies. Thinking, yes. oh, what could go wrong? Or <laughs> why didn't this go right? Yeah. Or, right? Yeah. But there's so many, this, this infinite list of addictions that people mm. take, you know, mm. like like drugs, like addiction to, to food, mm. right? Addiction to, to, to alcohol, yeah. uh, addiction to, to mm. sex, mm. addiction to, to risky sports, mm. right? Mm. Uh, yeah. There's all these addictions yeah. to, to, that, that, that we think will help us get out of our minds and mm. go back to living life. Fully. Yeah, yeah, like like animals. But you didn't you didn't go to that to those ends, right? You didn't go to those extremes. Yeah, I think I could go, but <laughs> you could have. Yeah. but you didn't. So how, how, how come how come you didn't? What did you find? Mm. What did, what made the click? For you to say, oh, mm. this is what I was missing. Ah, um, actually, actually, it was really the orgasmic meditation. It yeah. was orgasmic meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that at that period of my life, I was just too full of pride, so I just didn't want you to admit at that point. But now I don't hesitate. That uh, there was one time. So after the orgasmic meditation, we share something called frame. Frame. frame is a, a body sensation of one moment, mm-hmm. and it can be really diverse. It can be like, oh, I have an itchy sensation on my head, so I, I really want to touch my head. Or something like, oh, I feel like my back is tense. It's really simple. And when I started uh, OM orgasm meditation in short, m- maybe in daily basis, yeah. there was like many... So new body sensation that I never really imagined that I would feel. It was not sexual. It's more. It was more diverse than sexual. And there was like one day it was raining and we were oming in the in the room, and I could feel like the raindrops were hitting my body. And it was like so. Yeah, it was so. It was a little bit tripping. That's true. But just I felt like a little bit floating and with the sounds of rain and the feeling the rhythm. And the movement, and it was like, wow, I never really imagined that I could feel that in my body. 
And each time it was different, and each time it evolved differently. And also my partner could feel it. So that was like a really magical moment that, wow, I can really connect at this level of sensation and body sensation with someone. And I could feel so this much new just in my body. Not even, I didn't even need to go somewhere else, but I felt so alive in me. Going back to authenticity, mm? because that's, that's my, my, my quest, mm. my mission mm. is to find you know, the, the tools, the specific mm. ways how to mm. make storytelling mm. authentic. Mm. So you shared your story, mm. right? And you've, you've been vulnerable there. You shared okay. that you've been, you've been depressed. Mm. You shared that you felt stupid. You shared mm. that you wanted to die. Mm. How, how did you, what, what process do you have to make in order to be able to tell this story mm. in an authentic way, just mm. like you told me, mm. but without being energetically attached to it? Mm. Wow, that's really a good question. I think the, for me, the biggest part is shame. Shame? Yeah, like working on our shame. That's a big word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I remember like about five years ago when I started my practice, orgasm meditation, I didn't really talk to people. Like I was like, I went to events and I was like, <laughs> I just eat some cookies and just see the events and I went home. And at that point, I didn't have a permission because, because I'm South Korean. So if I speak in English or in French, it's never really perfect. And no. I felt so shameful about that. You know what? I can relate to that. I'm, yeah. I'm from Barcelona, from Catalonia. Mm. So mm. English is my third language. Yeah. My first language is Catalan, then Spanish. Mm. Mm. And then English, which I had already only started speaking when I was uh, uh, 29, when I moved wow. to London. Yeah. Right? So, so I recent. can totally re- relate yeah. to that. Yeah. So shame is a big thing. <clears throat> yeah. And do you think that includes also the fear of being judged? Mm, and yeah. And also, I don't know. I don't know which one is, but I think it's really my judgment diffuses to other people. <laughs> so at the end, we think the same thing. Like for example, like if I think that the, I don't really speak well English. Mm. Then I get like tight and I, I, I look for words and other people can feel that and they find that, the, oh, this person feels really, really nervous about English. That's the law of attraction, isn't it? It's like yeah. you're broadcasting a thought. Yeah. yeah. In this case, a thought of, I'm not good at English, I'm not good at English, I'm not good at English. And of course, the universe <laughs> yeah. can send you yeah. proof yeah. of that thought. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. How did you get over that? Uh, I think. You just did it. This is no. for it. No. It took me a very, very long time. It took me a very awfully long time. That's the path yeah. to, to authenticity, right? Mm. Is we, we are here in our minds. Our minds are telling us a story, mm. a story that we are buying, mm. a story that my English is not mm. good, mm. my English is that I'm mm. stupid, mm. My, my, my story that uh, yeah. I, I'm not worthy. Yeah. And we're buying into yeah. all these yeah. stories yeah. that our mind are, yeah. are, is creating. I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, and I'm not good enough. All of like, that. All yeah. that that's, that's in the past, and I don't want it anymore. Bye-bye. Yeah. So yeah. How, how, do, how, do you, how did you personally mm. work around that? Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it comes, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to be authentic, but yeah. it... It don't, uh, so okay, the way the way to authenticity. Mm. One way to authenticity mm. can be vulnerability. Do you agree? Yeah. 
So you, you are vulnerable. Mm. You share your story. Mm. You're willing to to be open, mm. to be um, fragile, mm. if you will, if you want. Yeah. And uh, but of course, if you if you open up mm. from a place of shame, mm. the results are not going to be good. <laughs> Right. So, mm. so what was your process? How, what was your journey like um, to achieve yeah. this? To yeah. heal. Yeah. Your to to shame. move from that place. To move from yeah. that place yeah. of shame yeah. into a place of yeah. of uh, confidence. Mm. Yeah. I think um the one thing in the one thing in the orgasmic meditation is um there is a quite strong Buddhist philosophy. So we like being neutral, <coughs> like um. In one of the steps, one of the steps of orgasm meditation is the see the woman's sex, woman's genital, and describe it in a value-neutral way. So you know, like we are in France, and we we like to speak and we like to describe, and so we, what we do usually is like, wow, I feel the flower, or like I feel the origin of the word, or just so it's so easy to put the judgment and our thoughts yeah. on what's happening. Yeah. But the the way we trained ourselves by the orgasm meditation is just call what I see, like there is a there is a, if there I see that there is a cup or there I see there is a water, and I see if I see someone crying or I see your tears. It's just like so keeping that kind of neutrality about emotions is it was really helpful. Like mm. whether it's like good thing like joy my. Basic tendencies like keep joyful and smiling. You know, like smiling Asian woman. I'm always polite and I'm very nice. <laughs> kind of conditioning, but just I had to give myself the permission that okay, getting angry and getting upset is okay. Like I see many other people do that. Maybe I can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's shame. Everybody has a shame. So and getting out of this of this dichotomy of this mm. uh, this this category of either it's good or bad mm. uh, I'm judging it and it, this because because look I mean the, the, the nature of humans usually are mm. we want to look good we want to be right mm. we want to be in control mm. right and so and so and so yeah it's some somehow we have to find a way out of this yeah. wanting to look good yeah because wanting to look good makes us judge ourselves all the time and judge yeah. other people and just everything like judge this, this glass this is oh it's half empty it's half empty no 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 it's half it's half full but yeah. no no it's half empty but it's, but it's this water but this water is contaminated with this oh tough water from Paris yeah. so it's not pure let's measure the hate so we're just putting so much judgment in everything mm. this is this is an object of a glass made of glass or t- it's transparent I don't know if it's glass even that might be a judgment yeah. it's an object that <coughs> is transparent and it has a transparent liquid in it yes yeah <laughs> and humans can do that too I think and let's see I mean I have an idea of what it might feel in my mouth when I mm. when I when I put it in my lips but I don't really know until I do it right so let me experience it fully yes without expectations <laughs> <laughs> mm? Okay. It's, it's water. It's, it's water. It's it's colder than I thought it would be. Okay. Because the room temperature is quite warm here. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's hydrating. Mm. It's my, 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 my throat was was dry, but now it's wet. Yeah. Which is nice because it allows me to speak more. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we could be here like for three hours. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> but Hannah, how do you how do you? How do you take your clients, uh, mm. the, the people you coach, the people yeah. you train, <coughs> mm. through this 
journey of mm. non-judgment mm, 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 to, mm. to vulnerability, yeah, to authenticity. Yeah, yeah. Like one example I can give is, um, so I'm coaching one of the guys I coached. Like he had a difficult relationship with her, with his wife. And so that's what I wanted to say, that we can do this kind of observation with a human being. Like, so, like, woman can get really angry and vicious and just, like, very criticizing when we are not really happy. And everybody can do. So, like, this guy has a lot of difficulty to, in front of his wife, because she was often get angry and criticizing and his feelings get hurt and it's not easy to live in the daily basis, right? So what we tried to do was like see his wife and not try to defense because like when we defense ourselves, it can trigger another defense mechanism and we can easily go to fight. <laughs> so like what we try to do is like look at his wife and recognize her feeling like, wow, you are so upset and you are so angry. And, they and I'm that sorry in, for that. They express that in words? Or yes, they just in, in words. In so words. They express it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just like calling what we see, it changes our mentality. That's my theory, anyway. Like, uh, like even if I get really heated and uh, I want to react to this person in front of me, like sometimes people can get really crazy. Like I do. So, <laughs> so what we can do is like before we become reactive, just we pause one second and see what's happening, like what this person is feeling, and wow, she's really upset and. It must be very difficult for you. So that moment is really short moment, but and it's not easy to it's, thing, it's not easy thing to do. But it can change with really lots of things. So that mm. that's a shortcut to to observing, mm. to connecting, to authentic connections. Mm. Uh, right, that, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Of course, in that moment, we allow ourselves to be triggered. Then our ego comes into play. Mm. I mm. just takes control of our existence yeah. and like we can say like oh my god you're so fucking angry and I can't get it angry <laughs> like, you're so stupid <laughs> like, yeah but you know in that moment okay I'm gonna be the devil's advocate right now okay but mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. you might think that the person who's observing might think hey now I have to take care of the other person's emotions mm-hmm. and needs mm-hmm. what about my needs mm-hmm. right yes Yes. So there, there's a. Because I've been there, of course. I mean, everybody who has yeah. been in a relationship yeah. has been there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I totally agree. So, what is, what is the mantra that I have to repeat myself <laughs> yeah. when that happens? Mm, what this do I have really to remember? Like, okay, no, just observe, observe the feelings, observe yeah. the feelings. Is it that? Observe the feelings. Hey, fuck, I cannot do that! Yeah, that's really fun. Uh, actually, the thing. I learned is like more we more we train our attention it can be really clear where I put my attention and whether <clears throat> if I need and if we can feel that in a given moment like if this person needs my attention or is it calling my attention or am I calling my attention and now I want to change our conversation it's something like we change it our conversation just through this 30 minutes just fluidly and like you know when to change you know when to change a subject you know when one subject is uh, like fully explored 
and we can change. So actually, we know like when when this person in front of me need my attention and when I need my uh, some attention. Yeah, what I'm thinking right now is, is, is about transcending all these layers mm. that our mind has put in us mm. and that say, oh, but if I don't take care of myself, I'm going to mm. get hurt mm. or tonight I'm going to feel regret. <coughs> yeah. So let me share with you something mm. I've been learning over the past mm. few years. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. the past few uh, weeks, actually. Past weeks? Yeah. The oh, past my God. Few weeks. <laughs> I've been working with, with, with a lot of people and mm-hmm. uh, what I've been experiencing is yeah. that um, that when I let go of mm. expectations, when I let go of my needs, which are not really my needs, mm. they're my ego's needs, mm-hmm. when I let go of that and mm. relate with people from a place of service, mm. of just mm. wanting to, to help, to contribute, not help, mm. contribute, mm. to service, to serve, mm. Like everything works out. Mm. Wow. And uh, and that's but but it's just taking me so long. It's like taking me. Look, I'm 35 <laughs> years old now. Oh, I'm 35 too. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> nice that's good year, yes. 1983. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so it just takes so long because because mm. the programming we're receiving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're from the other from the other side of the world of mm. me, or I'm from the other side of the world from mm. from you, right? But uh, but what we think we have in common is that we have all this this programming mm. in our society. Maybe they take different shapes, different forms, mm. right? Mm. Your environment, my environment. Mm. But they have this programming that mm. are just putting layers on top of us, mm. and all of that is like is like a heavy weight that's mm. making us small. It's putting this glass ceiling on yeah. top of us, yeah. and then at one point mm. we have to realize, well, look, mm. I'm this little sparkle here mm-hmm. that hasn't been has, hasn't died yet mm-hmm. you know you know no matter how many layers you put down mm-hmm. you're not told me I'm this shiny thing mm-hmm. that I can just break out <laughs> right yeah. and show myself mm. so how how was how was it for you being from mm. South Korea mm. from from a, uh, from an Asian culture yes. which is very disciplined right yes. it's, it's very maybe square if I might mm-hmm. do you agree mm-hmm. like very strict mm. right yeah. how was it for you mm. when did you when did you when did you realize that there was that you could be this was um, it before yeah. you moved to, uh, to France mm. after you moved mm-hmm. to France during mm. your your last marriage mm. Mm. yeah because in South Korea, we are really strong, like, family environment. Yeah. And we are really used to, like, uh, take care of each other. Like, uh, usually the mother in the family is, like, take care. So just she may... Not, now it changes. It's, it's always changing. But, the, like, we take care of each other and make sure that the other people are well-fed and just, like, give to other people. Your identity and, is your community's <clears throat> identity, right? Kind of, yeah. It's just... And, and they don't... We don't... Woman... It's hard to like feed ourselves. Like I eat good food first, and I get my steaks needed, and just I just nourish myself. That kind of thing I didn't really learn <laughs> before. I learned like mathematics and science and the sociology. I, I learned that or all, all the other things which can look good, but I didn't really know how to nourish myself as a adult human being <laughs> so that was one thing really changed a lot because I could not keep functioning in the, my old uh, conditionment 
Like I could not keep working in the way that I knew before. Also because I changed the country and I had to adapt, and also it was not sustainable. It was like a really hard and harsh pressure on myself. Like I always had to perform and I always had to show other selves that I'm worthy, and I it just kept giving me a diminishing return. Like more effort, more hard work I put in, it gave me more less and less satisfaction. And at one point, it hit it zero. Yeah. And I really had to think like how I can be a happy human being. Like I looked around and there was some cases like, oh, that might be possible. <laughs> like that people lose happy. <laughs> so I need to learn how to nourish myself and accept my body and start to think really like what I like to do and when my body feels good. Hmm. So you had to become a bit selfish. Hmm. It's like the one example we really like use is like the airplane. <clears throat> In the airplane, yes. when people say like, put your oxygen mask first, yeah. please, and then help others. <laughs> yeah. Because if you cannot yeah. help yourself, you cannot help others. No, it's really draining. It can be really draining. Yeah, yeah. And there are many people like, I saw, I saw some cases like daughters say many times to mother like oh I'm not going to live like you mother <laughs> that's really vicious thing and this can be really hurtful but it's, it's quite often yeah. and the case is when the woman is not happy and the people around them they feel that like so it's not really about the how how much good meals we make and how much we try and work hard to feed other people but when one person is not happy and drained all the other people around her can feel that. So mm. please, like, eat good things and uh, getting nourished themselves first. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, <coughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a way of taking care of yourself. Mm. I mean, you can put the, the, the label on it, on it of selfishness. Mm. Um, but, you know, there's, there's like the, the right kind of, not the right, the, 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 <laughs> the kind of selfishness that... Mm that serves you and the mm. right of selfishness that only doesn't serve you but also harms mm. right mm. and the kind of selfishness that mm. consists of putting your mm. oxygen mm. mask first mm. so that you can put it to others mm. 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 I think that's yeah. the kind of selfishness yeah. that serves yeah actually I think I, I'm just thinking like the, maybe the selfishness maybe, maybe the word selfishness comes from some kind of um, like deprived notion like whether whether the, there is a limited amount of good and whether it goes to you or me so I can be rather selfish or artistic <laughs> mm. but uh, if we like change our point of view there is like way that we can create more by sharing and getting nourished well like I get good things so you can get good things yeah. so it's really like change of mindset you, as, a, as a relationship coach, mm-hmm. what is the price, what is the cost mm. of not living authentically? Mm. Like, for example, it, it's not, it was not a big thing and it's quite a common thing. But, um, for example, sex. Like, before I could find, before my discovery of my own body <laughs> and sexual self, I didn't know really how to use this vessel and I didn't know like where to scratch or where to touch and so I didn't really have enough information about myself. Mm-hmm. 
So in this context, sex can be difficult because my partner, he's really like, he wants to fulfill our sex life and have a really thriving and happy life forever and ever. That's what we all want when you are in love, right? But, uh, but I didn't feel like I was supposed to feel like, so I felt like something doesn't work in my body. And then I start to think about there is something wrong. And my partner start to think about like, oh, maybe I'm not really performing. Maybe, maybe I'm like impotent or like just I'm doing something wrong and I'm not really skillful or something like that. Then, like, then each person starts to think, live like in a difficult life. <laughs> like women feel broken and men feel incompetent. So it's really like subtle point, like just like a knowing myself and just and then also be kind, really kind, really kind to myself. But that, for me, that was the cost. Like uh, thinking like something is broken, or it's just problems, and it doesn't work, and just getting a little bit sad <laughs> and unfulf- unfulfilled. So what is your advice to mm. people that live like mm. that? Mm. It's really like difficult question. <clears throat> and it's really like difficult thing to acknowledge. I'm going to help you. Go to an orgasm meditation session. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that helps. And also it takes really lots of courage. I know the, I know the people who calls me first and they are like, uh, I know that it's a really courageous choice. Just to call someone about talking about orgasm is a really, really vulnerable and really courageous choice. Mm. Mm. It seems like courage is the breaking point, right? It's like, mm. It seems like, it seems like courage, mm. I mean, I talk from my experience, but it, it seems like courage is that, that point, that vibration, mm. that frequency that mm. you have to get, you have to force yourself to get there mm. before you can reach other states, mm. 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 before you can advance, before, yeah. you, before you can upgrade your life, mm. you have mm. to get courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before courage, nothing comes. Yeah, right? but it, and also in a way, like, for me, it also helped. Like, uh, people are people are not same, but we are not that different. You see, like, and this is also why I was really excited about the storytelling thing. Like, because when people start to share their stories, we see so many similarities. Like, you know, like I'm South Korean in the middle of Paris, but actually there are really many similarities between people. And like we are never alone. Like the, all the problems we see in our lives and all the difficulties, there are so many people having the similar things. So like knowing that I'm not alone and there is, is something common and I can talk to, it really helped. Well, I think that, you know, coming from the, uh, from the idea that we are spiritual mm. beings, mm. having a human experience, right? Mm. Uh, like, we are spirits that happen to have a body. Mm. It's not like we are bodies that happen to have a spirit, <laughs> right? <laughs> if we come from this, from this perspective that spirit mm. is first, mm. of course, we are, we are so, so similar. We're the same. Not mm. the same, but we are one. Yeah. We're one yeah. with, with all other beings in, yeah. in, in, the, in the planet, in the universe, mm, right? Mm, so mm. I see myself reflected in you. Mm. You might see some of part of your life reflected in me. Yeah. And that's why when we share a story, mm. right, in, mm. a, in, a, in mm. a true way, mm, 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 mm. Yeah. you can yeah. see that truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really agree. Even though yeah. it's not one truth, <clears throat> it's, not, it's not one single... Um, 
truth, mm. but it's it's a tr- it, it like seven billion truths, right? <laughs> or, or, or more than that, if you include yeah. all the beings and yeah. the insects and the mm. rocks in the world, right? Mm. There's so many truths, mm. but they all share, so it seems, a root, mm. which is like the universal truth, mm, 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 right? Mm. Yeah. And I think I think that's where that that's where we're getting to to mm. that. And when we shape all mm. these layers of mm. fear, mm. of social conditioning, mm. of of the story that we tell ourselves yeah. and yeah. that put us down yeah. day yeah. after day, yeah. when we transcend this, yeah. as when we get to that truth, mm. and then then mm. we're not afraid yeah. of being intimate, yeah. of connecting with mm. people, looking each other into the eyes, mm. because we see reflected each other. Yeah, right? and feel more free. And we feel more free. Yeah. That's the path of freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to pretend to be something different anymore. Like, oh my God, how good is this? Exactly. Mm. Hannah Sim, thank you very much. Oh, thank you so Orgasmic much. Orgasmic meditation trainer and relationship coach. Mm. Thank you very much for this amazing conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for really fun. Uh, accepting my invitation in the mm. middle of Paris uh, mm. from a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, see you soon. Yeah. And I wish you very, very lots of luck and lots mm. of um, courage mm. in your mission of um, freeing up people. Wow, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Oh my God.